the beautiful thing about a royalty is you don't experience the cost inflation. I love the EBITDA margin of a royalty company, mate. EBITDA, 219 million bucks or 96% EBITDA margin. When I think of Deterra, the company, the big knock on them is that they haven't done a deal yet. When Deterra listed, there was a bit of a buzz in the Aussie mining community that Deterra would be a financier of new projects and they'd help get more mines into production you know, by providing capital in exchange for royalties over assets that are otherwise you know, pretty tough to finance. And it's been nearly three years and they still haven't done a deal. G'day, money miners. Tuesday, 15th of August, ripping through the year. Me and Ricciardo are here delivering the morning news while JD is gallivanting over in Melbourne. He's he's very fond of the East Coast over there, mm. mate. Uh, he is a Melbourne sort of guy. <laughs> what do you mean by that? He's probably got one of those skateboards, that you know, those Melbourne-type skateboards they no, roam around in. They're all about the scooters over there, mate. Mm. I, um, I'm speaking chai, from experience. Chai lattes. Oh, no, it's, it's, you can't order a long Mac topped up, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, Big, uh, he, he had an interview yesterday, didn't he? We got a bit of a prelude. A interview? You say out. that like it's a job interview, like he's leaving the money mm. in mind. Not a job interview. He's been interviewing fund managers for a money fund, A fund inquiry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he has indeed, yeah. He's been uh, he's been talking to some fund managers over there, and we're pretty excited to bring that content to the uh, to the to the listeners. We I think you know yesterday he sat down with Emmanuel Dat. We're going to play. Oh, the Dat's a one eighty B, absolute yeah. GC of uh, money of miners. Yeah, he came on. I mean, Daddy came on for a, a, a stock specific episode that we did on WA one, and he added some you know, really valuable insight. Um, but he's got much broader views than just that one stock, and uh, JD brings that to life in the episode coming tomorrow. So pretty excited to play that one for the money mines. Word, word on the decline too that JD was shitting himself trying to set it all up <laughs> by himself because we uh, first time he hasn't had uh, me and Trav helping him out. Yeah, usually I fuck up the um, recording <laughs> or audio in some way, shape or form, so I'm glad JD struggled on this one. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just perfect. So <laughs> you got four years on us. So. <laughs> this is true. Right, oh, Trav. Hey, few, uh, few random yarns today. Yep, yep. We're talking about uh, Delta. They had the crossing yesterday. We've got a Zua uh, to talk about. They responded to the media speculation. Oh, two days in a row. I, I'm, I'm, I want to have a chat about Deterra as well. They came out with their um, full year results, and we haven't really talked about them before, but they're a you know, big, important company in uh, the, the West Australian mining space. So I can to talk about them as well. And... Uh What's a, have you got a, also got a public service announcement yeah, for Gascoin? There is a, there is a bit of a public service announcement at the end as well. Very fair. And I've got a special treat for you at the end, mate. Oh, yes. Yes, love it. Righto, today we're um, really honing in on the partnerships with the exploration drilling scene of mining, aren't we, Trav? We are. Anytime exploration and top drill, our great partners of the show. Yeah. Anytime are the foundation sponsors, Seamus Murphy. And maybe we could link Anytime and Top Drill together. A bit of a mutually beneficial <laughs> arrangement for our partners. So oh, well, they probably know each other already. Well, <laughs> let's, let's separate. So Anytime, they're the, they're the people and the core cutting and a bit of, uh, a bit of machinery. Mm -hmm. And then you've got Top Drill who absolutely hosted one of the best sundowners I've ever been to. Uh, mm. Very flash and very, uh, what's the word? Philanthropic. 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 They did they raise some money for raised a lot of money. Doctor. Well over two hundred, nearly two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars for RFDS. So much congratulations and thanks to both 
Angela and Tim Topham. Good on you guys. Get into it. it. Keep those rigs spinning because if the rigs don't spin, we've got nothing to talk about. There's no, there's essentially no ore anywhere if you don't find it. I had, I was talking to a mate last night and uh, he's from the oil and gas world and he's like, mate, why is there like way less news from the oil and gas world than there is the mining world? I was like, mate, you know how expensive it is to drill a hole in oil and gas? It's so expensive. The news flow is so... Um, Air calls twenty five bucks a meter. These uh, is it? Yeah, piece yeah of we can't we try drilling underwater. It's bloody that's bloody hard work. I think mean, drilling through the water is pretty easy, but <laughs> once you get to the dirt, <laughs> a bit hard. Right, uh, let's get into it, Trav. Delta. So Delta Lithium, previous red dirt. Uh, now, we're not going to advise anyone to sell their house for this one. Oh, geez, no, <laughs> please don't. Flato might. Um, now, so let's go through a bit of a sequence of events. They went, they went down significantly. On the day they had their diggers mm-hmm. presentation, we did speak about that, but then yep. there was another big uplift back yesterday. So, yeah. no, uh, uplift today. Uplift today, But then yeah. there was a massive, yeah. uh, what would you say, a cross-trade at the end of the day yesterday. 60 million shares in Delta were traded, which is 11% of the company, yep. at 92.5 cents per share, yeah. which was – at a 23% premium to the last trade price. So it's, it was pretty much where they were sitting sort of before they had the big drop. Not quite. I think it's. I think they're still I think they a little bit off. they were back in their but, 80s, yeah. But yeah, yeah they, you're right there. Um, it was a big, a big cross line of shares and this sort of can happen aftermarket. Um, yeah, you need to tee up the line of shares. And in this case, it was 60 million shares. So I tried to figure out who... Um, who, who, who's actually selling the shares, right? Because um, until, you know, a few days roll out, you, you, you're left trying to decipher this stuff yourself. And you look at who's on the register there at Delta. Um, at the top there is Artemis. So you, you kind of put a line through them because they just picked up their shares. Uh, so, you know, you wouldn't, wouldn't imagine they're bloody in a rush to sell them. Uh, so, and then, it, and then you look at, there's Waratah Capital there with uh, 10.2%. But Waratah Capital, according to their last, substantial notice lodged on the platform, they only had 53.7 million shares. So um, I, I look at that, the the line was 60 million shares. M- my best guesstimate, Maddie, is that it's Waratah Capital selling, but the brokers have also, um, you know, strung together a, f- a few more bundles with, you know, one or two or three high net worths who are also keen to, to transact at, at a premium. And um, collectively, they've, they've put together Waratah Capital with some high net worth and, and have, you know, rounded up to 60 million shares. Yep. So that's, that's on the sell side, right? Who's selling it? That's our best guess. On the buy side, Maddie, there's a bit of word on the decline floating around the circles. I like how you say that now. <laughs> You're doing well. Yeah. So proud. Uh, and let's just keep in mind that, um, you know, Flano is well publicized that both Min- Mineral Resources and um, Hancock, um, aka Gina, are on Delta's register. Um, and in, in this case, the word on the decline, you know, according to some, some reported sources out there, is that it's mineral resources who've been on the, on the buy side of this one. As a, as a Bell Potter nominee, which is common for them. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, we heard that it was um, Bell Potter brokers sort of, you know, that, that were part of that line. And um, yeah, it's well known that Bell, Bell Potter do, do transact uh, for, for Minres. Is there, how's the Twitter sphere going for... Um speculation out there trav be getting a bit of <laughs> getting a bit of airtime is it ah uh, yeah i don't know why but i um yeah, a few of the lithium guys tag me in so much stuff um some of it's funny but you're a prominent figure now yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it is quite funny um 
But the, the, the tweets that I loved uh, seeing this one were just, you know, there are some tweets that just kind of highlight the block trade. And then um, a couple of, couple of people have retweeted these just saying, big and very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, God, there's you know, no sympathy on the world of Twitter, is yeah, there? Yeah, kudos. Uh, kudos to the, to the Twitter sphere out there. Mm, very, so very funny. Have we even put our finger on why there was such a massive drop on that day of their diggers presentation. I've got no idea. I, I just think there's a, a style of marketing that, you know, is polarizing to certain people and some some people, um, you know, look at look at marketing that, you know, we, we talk about Flano's marketing as having character and all that sort of stuff. And I think we can see, we can decipher the the signal from the noise when he speaks, but I do think there's, there is, um, a, you know, some institutions out there that, that look at a, a style of marketing and think it's unsophisticated or um, yeah. a, and whatnot. And so, you know, people are, are keen to keen to sell into that event. I, oh, you know. I still, I still can't. I still personally, I still can't fathom the fact that um, just a presentation could influence a share price so much. I, I don't know. I still can't <laughs> yeah. accept that as a, yeah. as a reality. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, there was there were there was broader lithium sell off at the same time. So I don't think you can say it was all. Um, it was all the preso. You know, at the same time, a lot of the lithium developers were, were, were selling off too. So yeah, I reckon that's why I'll never be an MD, Trav, because I'll probably <laughs> do shit like that too. I think it was funny. <laughs> right, Azur, back on Azur. God, bloody yeah. big T comes on and drinks a few pints with us and gets f- absolute massive amounts of publicity yes. non-stop. So good work, big yeah, T. Yeah, big photo of him in, in the AFR this. today. Yeah, um, the big uh, pays me. <laughs> you can tell where Alex gets his good looks from, you know. <laughs> Uh, what's going on? So they've responded to the media speculation. That's right. They're in trading hot yesterday and uh, today they come out um, with a one-page response basically confirming that they did receive an offer from SQM at $2.31 per share. Um, you know, they mentioned that this offer it was conditional on FERB and conditional on DD and they ultimately knocked it back, um, you know, without doing anything further. What, what I see in... Uh, this announcement, this up note, is that um, they've appointed Baron Joey on defence, and and I kind of look backwards now and and just deduce the timeline a little bit, and I, I kind of think, you know, how they came out with that expiration target, mm. hundred um, to two hundred fifty million ton. Yep, at, yep. at one to one point five percent. I, I kind of see that announcement of an expiration target. You don't really see too many announcements of expiration targets. It's a pretty like you don't you just don't come across too much of that. It's sort about of stuff, as close right? as they can get to saying. This is what we're probably going to get. Yeah, I see that announcement now with the benefit of hindsight as um, in some ways a defense strategy. Like they're adding more information to the market to, um, with, with the aim of becoming more appropriately valued to help fend off um, an opportunistic bid and at the same time maybe invite others to take a look by giving them more guidance on what they think the scale is. So, I mean, you can interpret it however you look. It's an expiration target and there's you know, certain disclosures two, around that. 100 to 240, I said 250, sorry. Yeah. So it's 100 to 240 million tonne. Yeah, that stock, I mean, the stock's up 14% today now that they're out of hold, but they're still, you know, beneath um, the diggers low. So all the diggers, the diggers high that they reached, which was $2.96. Pretty, pretty impressive they're getting... Um, Offers like this without even a mineral resource, it's, a made of mineral resource. That's um, it's pretty remarkable in the context of just you know mining M and A. You don't see this sort of stuff very often, and I think it's just very symptomatic of um of the commodity and the time right now. So yeah, like I, I think if you go back in time throughout history, I, I'd love to see a list of um of you know billion dollar plus deals that transacted or, or offers that were made pre 
pre-announcement of a resource. But, um, you know, there's a, there's a few sort of things like this floating about now and it's just, I guess, symptomatic at the time. I want to, I wanna, maybe we should put a little graph up of uh, tracking of project status of Azure versus Patriot. Patriot are ahead at the moment. They've got their mineral resource out, but uh, look at look at Azure's uh, location, and the, you know very close to a port in that Pilbara region. Yeah, get a few cyclones, but no snow. Be interesting to see how uh, quick this project develops in contrast to a North American project. Yeah, yeah. The the two will get um, compared to each other for for a long time, I suspect. Mm. And maybe maybe Delta is sort of thrown thrown amongst the the peer group as well, given um, you know they're they're uh, they're they're I mean like less less they got a lower valuation, but you know they're they are uh, getting some attention at a similar point in time and some similar corporate interest too. Still big and very good, but Trav, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, Deterra. Now, Deterra, yeah. what an enigma of a massive stock yeah, in yeah. Australia. They're um, a big company, mate. Yeah, big, company. big company, yeah. For I, one reason and yeah. one reason only, essentially. <laughs> uh, that, they're a royalty company, right? Um, I mean, I'd call them the only royalty company on the ASX, really. I think there might be another tiny one, but uh, it's the only material royalty company on the ASX. And Deterra, it came about via... Uh, a demerger undertaken by Aluka back in 2020. Deterra's cornerstone asset, which I also think of as their only asset. Their only royalty. <laughs> well, this royalty company that they has do one have, royalty. They've got some other royalties. I'll but do that. They're just insignificant. You can just put a line through them really. So this is the only asset that matters. Okay. Um, is a royalty over BHP's mining area C or MAC it's sometimes called too. So that's Deterra. And today they come out with their full year results. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run off what the the headlines are in the full year results. Revenue, 229 million bucks. I love the EBITDA margin of a royalty company, mate. EBITDA, <laughs> 219 million bucks or 96% EBITDA margin. Uh, and then they distribute 100% of uh, NPAT via fully frank dividend. Oh, I just suppose you got to pay for the, you know, <clears throat> there's a few letters to send out and obviously the wages <laughs> and internet and all that. But um, yeah. yeah, that's a good, it's pretty yeah. similar to a podcast business, isn't it? It's pretty low <laughs> capital burn running a royalty company. Oh, royalty, mate, royalty, um, royalty is a bloody amazing business. You put your feet up, you collect the check. You know, what do you, what do you have to do? Go right? to golf days. Go at to the go- golf day, was that the other day? There was a fella from Deterra there. Oh, jeez. We're on the decline. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, they're looking around. Yeah. Um, I mean, today, yeah, I, I think like when, when I, when I think of Deterra, the company, the big knock on them is that they haven't done a deal yet. And what do I mean by this, Maddie? In a few years, eh? Yeah. yeah when, three years have been around. When Deterra listed there was a bit of a buzz in the Aussie mining community that Deterra would be a financier of new projects and they'd help get more mines into production, you know, by providing capital in exchange for royalties over assets that are otherwise, you know, pretty tough to finance. And it's been nearly three years and they still haven't done a deal. So I look it's at- It's not like there's a shortage of companies that want some fucking <laughs> capital in exchange for a royalty. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the royalty financing model is um, is a lot more popular in North America, and to, to some extent, that's because their equity markets are, are not as forthcoming as our equity markets are to provide equity. Um, so you see a lot more you know, royalty financing happen, happening in the North American space. But 
I read Deterra's investor presentation that went out today along with their half-year results and there's definitely some messaging in that investor presentation that I think is aiming to address that uh, criticism that I mentioned. The first one is you can read that they've upsized their undrawn credit facility to 500 million bucks. So, you know, potentially trying to signal that they're ready to do a deal um, when when one comes about. And then there are two slides that speak specifically to doing a deal. Slide 11, the bottom right corner of the slide, investment criteria. And they they basically highlight uh, considering uh, creating new royalties and also acquiring existing royalties. So there's the two different criteria that they have when they're considering investments. Keep in mind, they they haven't done a deal yet, but but they are open to um, you know acquiring royalties or, or initiating one. Slide 12, this is the interesting one, right? They reassure us that they are looking at more opportunities than ever. In FY23, they evaluated double the opportunities that they looked at in FY22 and triple what they looked at in FY21. And what's more, they tell us that they're investing in additional team capacity in FY24 to look at even more opportunities, Matty. Oh, jeez. <laughs> they might be in the double-figure opportunities soon. I know. Look at, I've got to look One, at, two, four, eight. Got to look yeah. at even more deal, more opportunities not to, not to do another deal. Um, I'm not quite sure what the takeaway here is with the Terra. Like if you want exposure to a dividend paying iron ore royalty over BHP's uh, Mac, then it's the stock for you. Um, but so, I, and Because why would you invest into Terra right now? It's a, to get, you're pretty much getting leverage to the iron ore price. Like it's, it's an iron ore play effectively yeah, at the moment. Yeah, and w- w- the beautiful thing about a royalty is you don't experience the cost inflation. Yep. You're only exposed to uh, production. So it's like a bloody term deposit <laughs> at the moment. Like a, it's like a way to invest. A, yeah. It's a pretty safe bet. You know they're not going to be raising money or diluting, mm. really. You'd think so anytime soon. It's a sure bet dividend. It, it does pay. It pays a healthy dividend and it's a fully frank dividend um, and that's part of the – part of the, um, you know, the appeal of it. And I think like, you know, if, if you're worried about cost inflation and you know, people have rightfully been pretty worried about that, it's amazing protection against the cost inflation. It's a more pure way to play the, just the commodity and production volume sort of game. Um, but, but it's, it's, that's not quite what was told to the investor community when this you know company was spun out of the terror. Like if you're if you're sort of you know betting that the Terra um, are going to build a royalty portfolio like some of the peers in the royalty world, I wouldn't be persuaded of that. Given it's been three years and, and they they haven't done that, um, they seem pretty content with their portfolio of one real asset. And maybe Maddie, maybe that's okay, right? Like so, if they because if they were going to invest in another or provide a royalty to another company. At the, at the moment, you said they distribute 100% of their net profit after tax. Mm-hmm. So to invest in, to allocate capital to another company in exchange for another royalty, they would have to then stop releasing that dividend to have that capital because you wouldn't, they wouldn't go into debt, would they? they I mean, they've got, they? they've got, they could, they could, yeah. They've got a debt facility available and because they've got cash flow um, so, certainty okay, they yep. can absolutely you know finance something like this with debt. So they so they could still maintain yeah, their dividend payout. And they, they do. They've got flexibility on that distribution piece. They, they don't yeah. have to. They don't have to pay out a hundred percent of NPAT um, mm. by dividends, but but they they have been. Because um, that that if you if they provided a royalty, let's just say they provided a royalty a capital in exchange for a royalty to a um, an upcoming. Let, let's pull one out of the air. Osgold. 
like say yeah. they funded Osgo. Well, they wouldn't they wouldn't go there because it's it's got to be meaningful for DeTerra. They they describe their bite sizes between one hundred and three hundred million dollar royalty. Yeah. Um, so like okay, so it has and, to they, and they're going to look for long mine life. They're not going to look for you know something with just a eight to ten year mine life. They're but even long term. Okay, let, let's say there's a company that fits that criteria in Australia, uh, um, yeah. Greenfields Exploration Play. They've got yeah. a mineral resource out. They then would have to wait possibly, what, five-plus years to get their first bit of cash yeah, back yeah. from the royalty from first if, production. Absolutely. Keep in mind they're not limited to do a deal of by, by you know, writing a new deal to finance a project. They can also acquire other royalties as well. So, you know, there, there are other ways you can you can do deals um, as well. And what's what's the benefit of them doing that? Well, you become more diversified. Um, I think as a royalty company, the appeal is sometimes that you get um, diversified exposure to a commodity without the cost dynamics. In this case, it's not really diversified exposure because it's all tied to the one asset. You know, what if there's a, a rainfall event or something at um, that one asset? It's not like, you, you know, you're... Yeah, you're still impacted. So they, they do have the opportunity to diversify away some of the, um, the asset-specific risk. Do you think BHP would ever w- want to buy that royalty back off them? <laughs> Potentially. I mean, I'm sure they've probably thought about it. Um, yeah, <laughs> who, who, know, who knows, right? There's um, a, a plethora of, of, of options for BHP plethora. to allocate their capital. Oh, bloody, I love all yeah. those new words I learned yeah. from you now that I'm engaged with good eye contact with you, Trav. <laughs> good work, mate. I, I've got a couple more takeaways, Maddie. Oh, um, I, I just think the Mac royalty is such a behemoth that it it's tricky for Deterra to, to do any deal that really moves the dial for them. And it's that large base effect dynamic because this is such a valuable royalty. Any deal that Deterra does um, realistically is going to be like a, have a very like minor impact to, 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 to these numbers that are reported in the annual report. So uh, like there's that element. I think... You know, if you read management's commentary throughout time, um, they're quick to point to their discipline. They also point to the cyclicality of deploying capital in, in this industry. And it appears that they're conscious of um, not wanting to be pro-cyclical with their capital deployment. They want to be counter-cyclical. And like they're both valid points to make. The, the trouble for the terror though is um, they're just pretty boring until they do a deal. Mm. <laughs> so. Oh, God, you look at what are they pre- – they've pretty much brought – and it, 50 million bucks of cash in the door each quarter, effectively, 200, 200 million net profit after tax. Yeah. Bringing in 50 million bucks cash a quarter. They're, yeah. They're smoking most of the gold miners <laughs> <laughs> that are putting, a, yeah. for, putting all the hard yeah. work in and they're just absolutely uh, yeah. raking it, it in. Yeah, royalties are no awesome business. I'd love to own a royalty. <laughs> I mean, I like that one. I know. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a great one. Money um, and mine royalties. Yeah. It's got me thinking. It does. It's uh, an, an interesting one. Yeah. Righto. Yeah. Trav Gascoigne. Yes. Just, we're doing a lot of double whammies, but um, look, yeah. if the news is there, we will report on it. Yeah, we are. Well, I think uh, this is a public service announcement to the to the Gascoigne uh, shareholders. Ding, a couple ding, of ding. Mixed, mixed reviews on yesterday's Yeah, one. yeah, which I appreciate. I like it. Uh, ding, ding, ding. Uh, the Money Mind team has exposure to Gascoigne. So. Shout out to Peter Cook. <laughs> Loved his response on uh, LinkedIn. That was a funny comment, wasn't it? Yeah, what a uh, GC of the show. <laughs> Cheers, Cookie. Uh, if, you, if you listen to my rant yesterday, 
Maddie, and you want to exercise your right as a shareholder, just keep in mind that you need to get your vote by proxy in by 10 a.m. tomorrow. That's 10 a.m. Perth time Wednesday. The easiest way to do that is by clicking the link in the notice of meeting, which in the latest ASX announcement, that's where you'll find that link. Um, I always put the link on a screenshot uh, on the screen now for the YouTube viewers. That meeting will be held on Friday, but unless you intend on rocking up in person, um, you better submit your vote using that link before 10 a.m. tomorrow. She'll get it. You could get a job with one of those proxy whispers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. What was the big fella's name? The Irish fella. Uh, the Irish guy was Brendan. Brendan. Um, Shout out to Brendan. Oh, mate, I'll never forget him. Absolutely. <laughs> Love the bloke. Uh, mate, uh, Trav, if, if the podcast goes to shit, Brendan, can you give Trav a job? Maybe, proxy whisper. Maybe we'll get one of the proxy whispers to sponsor the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're open up there. <laughs> Just the way, the way you, you said that in a very proxy whisperish yeah. Uh, yeah. tone then, Trav. Yeah. Good well, work, I, I, reckon, I, reckon, I reckon our podcast can have a bigger impact than the bloody them phoning up people one by one. We're about to find out. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more thing, Maddie. I had a bit of mail come in, um, and it's it's a mail for you specifically. It's a song, and I'm gonna play just a snippet of it. God, what is with everyone writing me poems and songs? It's, this, uh, this money miner didn't write it. They just said plays for Maddie. I think it speaks to him. I don't understand some of the lyrics, but maybe Maddie will. Um, and and according to some copyright laws I read on the internet once, we're allowed to play a snippet, just not too much. So if if you're ready for it, Maddie, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Is it is it Chris the bro- Chris the bloke Franklin? Nah, righto. The queen of underground, mate. Queen of underground. <laughs> so thank you, thank you for that money miners. Cheers to the money miners. Yeah, glad I, you're all thinking of me. Uh, what a GCs today. You are the queen of underground. Mate. Queen of underground. God, not anymore. I'm losing my underground. Um, Knowledge and presence. <laughs> I'm a bloody yeah, no good these days. <laughs> right, hey Trav, love your work, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks to all the partners, the money of mine partners. God, we're up to five now. I've got to remember me bloody use me fingers for this. Terra, Terra Capital, anytime expiration. JP Search, Top Drill, and K Drill. Thank you very bloody much. Bloody legends. Cheers to all of yous. The bloody screen is covered in sponsors. <laughs> Love a good partner of the show. Ah, oh, cheers, guys. Hooroo. Hooroo, money miners. The information contained in this episode of Money of Mine is of general nature only and does not take into account the objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular person. Before making any investment decision, you should consult with your financial advisor and consider how appropriate the advice is to your objectives, financial situation, and needs.